This is the 77 WABC minicast. Well, crime was one of the topics at the debate last night. And joining us here in studio, we got a good full house, is Curtis Sliwa. Uh, Curtis, by the way, this is what, the 30th anniversary of the Long Island train massacre. Crazy Colin Ferguson, who represented himself, right? It's also Pearl Harbor Day. And Frank Morano is going to come on later on and talk about Pearl Harbor Day. We got a great, great show. And crime is a huge issue. Well, speaking of Colin Ferguson, remember, Rudy had been elected. Uh, Dinkins was in transition. Colin Ferguson decided he wanted to shoot as many white people as he could. So what did he pick? The Long Island Railroad. Except to honor David Dinkins, he decided, I'm not going to pull the trigger until we're out of Queens and in Nassau County. And that's when he just started to shoot randomly in and out of the car. Uh, So many people were killed and injured. And ironically, he insisted that he did not kill the people that uh, he brought a gun in, but it wasn't him who fired the gun. It was some stranger. And at first, it was uh, Kubi was, and was his... Was he related ma- to George, George Santos? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but at first, remember, it was uh, Ron Kubi and his uh, mentor, Kunstler, who came up with the Black Rage defense for Colin Ferguson. Colin says, I'm not in a rage. First of all, he was highly educated from Jamaica. He spoke very well. So he fired Kunstler and Kubi... And he represented himself pro se. And remember, in Nassau County Criminal Court, remember, he would uh, actually cross-examine the victims. And he said, who shot you? And they looked at him and he said, you did. I remember that moment. He said, take a good look. Are you sure that person is in this room? He said, yeah. You're the person who shot me multiple times. You know, the sad thing here it is, uh, 30 years later, and we were just talking with Paul and Vito and the judge and John, obviously, we're all talking about crime. Still, we still have so many of these crazy, a lot of them mentally disturbed people lately committing so many of these horrible crimes, Curtis. Well, they live in the streets, they live in the subways, they live in the parks, they roam around. Now, if I put you, reader, or anyone else in a subway for three straight days, 72 hours. Oh, no, hours, don't do that. I will be in hell if that happens, it all right? will cause anyone to lose control of whatever mental faculties they have left. You put me there for three hours, I'll lose my mental exactly. faculties, all right? So, they're never removed. There is no attempt whatsoever to remove them. The city actually tracks them. They keep a list. We remember Jordan Neely was on that list of the 50 most most dangerous until uh, uh, Penny came across him and had to choke him in order to stop him from assaulting everybody on the car. Unfortunately, Jordan Neely died. So you're keeping a list of the 50 most violent, emotionally disturbed persons. Why don't you take the 50 out of the subways and commit them to a mental health care hospital? How about the 3,800... Who do who do we represent the, uh, the politicians? The three thousand eight hundred repeat criminals, or or eight and a half million people? Oh, no doubt. But you see, with a lot of these folks, they're just uh, not in control of their mental faculties. They ought to be in Creedmoor. They ought to be in a number of the mental health uh, hospitals that have empty beds. Creedmoor, they put up a tent for the illegals. They only have thirty percent occupancy in the wards for the mentally ill. Creedmoor is for the mentally ill. It's not to be housing migrants. Now, there was the case the other day, that horrible case. I think it was Queens, right? I think, Curtis, where the guy who stabbed, remember, all his different family members. It was that horrible case. And the sister came out and said, yeah, I've been trying to get him help. 
Um, is that legitimate um, or is that, like you just said, there's room? Yeah, what, no, what's he, the story? He has to be committed. He, he cannot have a choice of being committed. He's a danger to himself and everyone else. So he had a breakup with his marriage. It traumatized him for a year. He's shown every symptom of having a mental health issue. So one of his relatives said, look, rather than go from shelter to shelter and get kicked out because he was incorrigible, he wasn't able to abide by the rules, come to our house on Beach 22nd Street. Nice house, two-family house, uh, right near the water. And that's when he pulled the knife out and he killed all of his relatives, left one seriously injured, and then uh, stabbed the two police officers who had arrived at the scene. So we have a lot of people. Now, when I started the Guardian Angels 44 years ago, it was gangs on the subways. There are some gangs now, but it's not the same problem. It is now emotionally disturbed and homeless people who live in the subways and who will end up committing crimes in the subways. Yeah, these random. And the other day there was um, a slashing. It was uh, one guy who, like, what did it at two different stops in Brooklyn, right uh, right near the Barclays Center, I think. One That's of them. right. And he went on a rampage. But have no fear. Uh, Eric Adams' answer to high crime in the subways is a robot at Times Square. I passed him this morning. Oh, wait, the robot or, or, or the Eric robot. Adams? Okay. The robot is in a police pen. <laughs> He's supposed to be in Washington, I was going to say. <laughs> guarded at all times by two transit police officers and never goes on patrol because they're afraid, A, the robot will be vandalized, graffitied, or if they go down on a platform with a robot, he'll be pushed into an oncoming train. If you're, if you're spray paint on the... Uh on the robot's eyes, does that make it blind? Uh, I have no idea, but you won't get arrested. <laughs> I can guarantee you, unless you kill the robot, you actually cause the robot no longer to function. It's the but, only but way the you get arrested. the robot has two bodyguards. Yes, it does. <laughs> two police officers at all times. How, how oh, foolish. my goodness. That's it's incredible. the safest robot in the entire country. Yeah, right. And by the way, he can, whoever spray paints him, it can do it about 50 now, times the other right thing, before they get arrested. The other thing, Rita, they're not using. They have 80 horses and cops on horses. One horse cop is worth 10 cops on a beat. Where are they? They're in the stables ever since de Blasio. Uh, now Adams won't use them. 80 highly proficient trained police officers who know how to ride a horse into a crowd, who can look into a crowd from that vantage point and report crime. The only time you see them is at parade, uh, at parades or for festive occasions. Other than that, they're not used for what they were trained. We have 80 horses. One horse with one cop equals 10 cops on a beat. Wow. Well, we need more of them. That is for sure. Curtis, keep us posted on everything on the street. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime from the suites to the street. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.